and welcome to episode 207 of Nerds Out View. This is a special extra episode, and I have two with, uh, with me two wonderful extra special gentlemen, one by the name of Matthew. I've never been classified or uh, labeled extra special in well, a, you are in a positive fashion. You are to me, buddy. But thank you. You're welcome. Hi. And Andrew. Hi. That guy sucks. You're kind of special. I, well, that's enough for me. Yeah. Good. Good. And this is an interesting episode because we are just doing a review section and a new in theater section mm-hmm. because uh, we had to review two movies. Yeah. It was kind of important. This, this, yeah, this came out the same, uh, Interstellar is what we're going to review, mm-hmm. and it came out the same weekend as Big Hero 6. Last week we reviewed Big Hero 6, but we also wanted to review Interstellar. We didn't want to make a super long episode, we did, so we wanted to split it up, mm-hmm. and we also were, were delaying it, uh, the release of it by uh, a week, technically, just so that people who haven't seen it can, can see it, and we can talk all the spoilers in this episode. And let's be real, the, the movie is about three hours long, so you need to set aside some time. Yeah. It's hard to find three hours in a day, mm-hmm. so you, it may take you a week or two to find the time. Yep. So hopefully you have by now. And if you haven't, pause this episode, go to your local theater, Yeah. sit down and watch this movie, Yep. make sure uh, you don't take too much water and or soda in because taking a potty break will not be helpful. But maybe get some popcorn. I mean, oh, you might yeah. get hungry. You Definitely. might need a snack. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. And then come back and press play. Yeah. We'll wait. Or just bring it with you in the theater, and as soon as oh, the credits commentary. start rolling, just plug it in. Yeah, and just yeah. sit. You know what? Before we even go into the review, the, 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 the credits were incredibly short. The credits for Interstellar were shorter than Did Big we Hero stay 6. through the credits? I don't remember if we stayed I, through the credits I or stayed not. through the credits. They were shorter than any movie I've I seen I think in a we while. did, but we it probably oh, did. No, 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 but... Because we were talking about Sleeping Man. That's why we missed the credits. Remember, Sleeping I was telling you about Sleeping Man. Oh, you were telling me about Sleeping Man. Yes. A man fell asleep in our theater. No. And then wow. the security had to like wake him up because he was snoring so loud. Not nope. just one security. It was like all the security. Yes. Nice. But I, didn't, I missed all of it. He had to tell me about it afterwards. I, I could awesome. not see it. No joke. The credits were probably half as short as Big Hero 6. That's weird. And that surprised the that's heck out strange. of me. I've ne- I don't know what they. I guess he just did everything in house and didn't involve well, anybody else. I mean, there's a there's a thing that I read. Well, let's start. We're talking about Interstellar, so let's, we're talking about. Right, we'll bring it's happening right now. We're doing it now. Cool. Yeah, we had a flash. It's an Indian surveillance drone. Solar cells power an entire farm. What'd you do, Murph? Oh, she didn't do nothing. Murphy's law. You're a well-educated man, Coop, and a trained pilot and an engineer. The world doesn't need any more engineers. We didn't run out of planes and television sets. We ran out of food. Dad, why did you name me after something that's bad? No, we didn't. Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law doesn't mean that something bad will happen. It means that whatever can happen will happen. We must confront the reality that nothing in our service system can help us. Now you need to tell me what your plan is to save the world. We're not meant to save the world. We're meant to leave it. And this is the mission we were trained for. I've got kids, Professor. Get out there and save them. 
happening now uh but, but to that effect um i as much as i had heard about this the when they're in the spaceship and looking out into space that's all practical that's practical yes that's things projected great. onto screens yep that's not cgi'd in they're looking out that's the window so cool. seeing earth and that's a projected image that they're actually seeing i'm following that's awesome isn't that crazy yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's that like is... a real nuts thing to do yeah that's expensive and it's just like who would think of that like like oh. the way that modern Hollywood works is like, ah, just CGI it. Yeah, because in Gravity, there was such a big point of we're putting a person in a suit and then properly putting lights around them to have the proper proper lighting yeah. for the stars and the reflection from the moon and the Earth-like stuff, stuff like that. So, so it would be accurate, but they didn't make an entire set. It but was all CG work. It was just all green. Yeah. They were in a sea of green. Yep. That should be the uh, alternate title for Gravity. A sea of green. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh. All right, I don't even know where to begin with Interstellar. It's, it's a, a movie. It's a big movie with yep. a lot of ideas, a lot of plot, a lot of characters, yep. a lot going on. Uh, but but in the end, what is it really about? Space, humans, survival, time, love, time, gravity. Who knows? Don't say gravity. They don't want you to get it confused. Yeah, when Anne Hathaway got stuck on a spaceship, or when when, when Sandra, Sandra Bullock, Bullock got stuck on a spaceship, I mean, when George Clooney came what? to save her, I mean, when... See, when she I was, was in love with that I'm other not, Ocean's not cast member, I, 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 linked, I linked the article in The Verge where they talked about Neil deGrasse Tyson oh, talking sure. about this movie, mm-hmm. and... He talked oh, about that's the guy that uh, didn't Cosmos. he say stuff about gravity before? Yeah. He says things about all the space movies because he's 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 a very smart individual. He's very much in science and space and knows a lot more than I'm ever gonna know in my entire life about subjects yeah. that are beyond my understanding. And he's a very smart individual, but he's also I think he's also funny. Like people forget oh, he's that he's actually good. funny. What, he's what fantastic I, on just Cosmos. an example of how funny. Yeah, on a on uh, the new Conan, like the the one that's just called Conan. Yeah. Not when he was doing late night, he complimented Conan for having a more accurate moon than the late night set had. The moon in the background. He yeah. said, "Oh, this is much more accurate." <laughs> it was like that's really funny. Yeah. Like that he would he would even notice that. So he did that for this movie, mm-hmm. comparing it to Gravity. He said Gravity, pretty much all the science was wrong in Gravity. Yeah. It was it was a pretty film and it was well shot and it was interesting, but pretty much all the science was wrong. Mm. And in this, he said the concepts they tackle, the the relativity that they feature, like all the time dilation and and the way gravity's 
and a black hole would interact with planets. Mm -hmm. He says that is pretty much all on par. It's where it should be, and it's represented in a movie that was it's done better than he's ever seen before. Well, it's because it's the stuff that we know. I think is presented very well. The stuff that we don't know, the stuff that the movie supposes, Mm -hmm. I think is of course uh, you know just made up. Yeah, but but it it but it's based on. It's based on yeah that are, an extension that are real right of now. what we think we know and what we yep. know. But the thing I, I, I like about the way that the movie presents it is that these are they're complex ideas. Ooh, they're very very complex, complex ideas. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know I, I consider myself just an average Joe, obviously, and I was able to follow them yeah, for, for the never, most part. I, I was, was able never, to yeah you're right. It was never confusing, and it should be. These are, like you said, extremely complex ideas. I think they they dumbed them down well enough uh, for our audience, but it still sounded sophisticated to me. It's interesting that Matthew McConaughey's uh, character, who is an engineer and a space pilot and just all these really interesting things, feels more like an everyman. I mean, he's a farmer. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's it's a really good way to do it because he's kind of our viewpoint into this really complex scientific world. Mm. But while being a smart guy, he's also very down to earth. His mm. character, mind it, like uh, because we don't know that the time at which this this movie takes place. His character reminded me of soldiers that come home from the war right. after World War One, um, and they go back to what they know, and especially. Uh, someone that is a farmer they go back to you know taking care of their farm that's that's what he reminded me of yeah and it was it was this thing where he, but he's not he's, a, a a war pilot he just happens to be an astronaut yeah and it, and it shows like the scene where they where they bring down the um the drone and they're talking about how he he has this speech where she's like well can't we let it go and he says, no, it needs to evolve. It needs to have a purpose. Like, he's talking about himself. I forgot about that, but that, that to me was, that moment was kind of absurd because it's like, but, but it shows what kind of future we're in where, like, kids look at drones and they're like, oh, it's like a bird. Yeah. Like, the little girl looked at it and was like, oh, it's like a bird. Like, it's let, a totally let it go. different world. Yeah, it's like a super crazy future where she's just like, oh, let this go. Like, as if it was an animal that they caught. And, and I, but I like that because it showed her creativity and her, like, connection. It showed, like, her innocence in a way, yeah. which I really liked. And, and like you said, this is a strange world. And it was the fact that the school teacher was like, no, they faked the moon landings to bankrupt yeah. Russia. Mm-hmm. Like, man, this is a crazy world. Yeah. If that's how it is. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a snow piercer world. <laughs> um, well, that, it's a dust piercer. Uh, but, but like, which, yeah, I, 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 that's one thing I uh, appreciated about the movie is that y- you get, so little about the time that the movie is in that um it's it's but like it, it still feels um realistic and grounded it still still feels very relatable as opposed to i don't know other movies where um they try to do the same thing where like um, you know, it's like, oh, okay, this is stuff that we can identify with because, um, like, you know, like sometimes there's post-apocalyptic films that do that where uh, they have technology that's similar to ours or whatever. Um, I, I bought this world. Like, I, I, I bought it in the sense that, like, obviously there's weird things that happen that we don't understand because there are some, like, 
why why is it nothing but dust and is it only this confined area that is um like a dust community or yeah. is it like a weird reference to like how middle america was the dust bowl yeah like well, is that what's going on I mean, or as, is this just the whole world is dust as as the movie goes along it talks about the fact that um there's a blight which is this like you guys know what blight is right it's a it's a it's yeah. a type of bacteria uh-huh so what has happened is i mean you can you can make this connection that based on whatever's happening in the environment, a blight comes about that just starts killing all of our edible food. And by the end of the movie, the only thing they can grow is corn. is corn because everything else is being eaten by the blight and they have to burn it so it doesn't spread. And this is happening everywhere. It's, yeah. it's happening to such a big deal that armies are disbanded, yeah. scientific programs are shut down, entire governments have toppled because they didn't change because they're running out of food in the entire planet and i think that's such an interesting world to kind of live in um but they they make that very clear in the movie well i would think science would go into high gear if that was the case but it did but the thing is you have public opinion Uh, the people are not going to want you to finance a space program Mm. if they're running out of food and they're dying from starvation And, and also it's it's kind of another uh uh like this is a an easy way. It's it, oh, it's not humans' fault. It's just a blight. Like it's just a oh, whoops! It's an accident. Well, like, I, I like the one. irony of that. If like it's like a commentary no on what we did. Yeah, well, I felt like it was commentary on, on things that are going on today, but in a, in a, an ironic fashion because um, you know we care so much more about science and technology, and we it kind of gets pushed along. Yeah. And our uh, it gets all f- fueled into farming, which yeah. is a, a, an old, old profession. And it's and it, I mean, you could almost look at this as like a continuation of people complaining about GMO food products and stuff. Exactly, like, that. Uh, like and, our, our farmers, our farming practices are, uh, you know, sketchy. And if and there's documentaries about like the fact that our modern processed food system is so solely based on corn that sugars and and. Uh, materials and plastics, they all use corn in some way now. Yeah. I wish and I would have bought corn ends, stock 50 years ago. And <laughs> that, that ends up being like the thing that we're holding on to at the very end. Mm-hmm. Like these are all comments, commentary yeah, yeah. On, on stuff that's happening right now. So I, I bought it. Okay. I liked it. I don't know. I thought it, it was a lot to buy for oh, me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like they really no, this had is to. This a totally different world. <clears throat> they yeah. really had to ex- like get through a lot of weirdness, which I, of course, they they kind of eased it by showing you those weird, the informational videos where the old people were like, oh, we we had to flip our plates over because of like the dust. I like when they tied it in. Yeah. I, I, mean, I thought that was cool to open the movie. But yeah, no, that. That, yeah. That, 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 I think that made it work. I think that made it, that allowed us to get into this world a little better rather than just like sitting us down in this room with all this dust and it's like, what's going on? Because. You, you have it, someone kind of explaining it in a historical kind of way. It kind of puts it in a perspective where you're like, okay, yeah, this is I'm getting into this now. It felt like it felt like it was uh, doing like a, a Great Depression type of thing. Yeah. These are people who lived through that and just talked about just dust everywhere and mm-hmm. and food shortages and no oh, yeah, one I get, working. I guess that's like what that. the reference like, is. It, it felt like that. yeah, and I, and I guess yeah. the, like the the point that it's trying to get across is that it, it could this could it could be like in the not too distant future. Mm, yeah, that's what I got too. Uh, Only because he's driving that nice F one fifty around. Mm-hmm. Do we do we want to talk about space? Space, space. Sorry, reference to a different podcast. Sure. Um, <laughs> now it's like I, three different podcasts. We were talking. We were talking about gravity before, and I wanted to. I wanted to bring up a point. W- when I was watching this film, Interstellar, 
there were points where I felt a little nauseous. And this this was something that did not happen to me at all during gravity, which a lot more people were like, "Oh, gravity! It's such it'll really make your head hurt." But this one, I I think <laughs> that's a great tagline for it. It's gonna make your head hurt. It'll make your head hurt. Uh, but I think something about Interstellar was the the way that they shot it, the the scenes where in order to induce gravity in space they had to have uh, G force through rotation. I, uh, can I can yeah, I those, stop you in your, in your those intergalactic powerful. tracks there real quick? Powerful. Um, what specifically about gravity was supposed to make it kind of nauseous? Because I didn't see it in the theater. Uh, the the perspective, the way it was shot, okay. and, the, and there's lots of spinning. Because is it in, more the spinning, it, or yeah, as opposed to something like shake, like you know, a dark yeah, no, style? Not shaky, it was spinning. I, okay, I it was saw spinning. it. I saw it on the like. I don't know how big the screen you was when you saw it. I don't remember. Yeah, because I was in a big theater, and if you sat in a certain a certain seat, the screen would take up your entire perspective. So a lot of the shots in gravity were like right next to someone's head as they were spinning. Okay. And people were seeing that and was feeling their perspective and their brain, sorry, I was that was me. And their brain did the switch where this is like, no, you should be moving. And that's what happens when people put on the Oculus Rift. When their brain is saying, "Oh, we should be moving right now, but you're not actually." And that is something that causes immediate nausea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and also part of gravity was that the camera was always moving. Yeah. It was, there was always a constant movement right. of the camera from from the different perspectives. And but but the so way you that you actually got it here, uh, yeah, I and, think I think that's because it is practical practical effects. Yeah, there was something about CG. The, the, the lighting was so much better. the The look of it was so the there early on it uh, the even the the guy in the ship complains about being nauseous and I was thinking like me too because like, <laughs> you're just some, watching it like, and I'm like oh geez like I, it hit me and I was like oh that's weird like I didn't think I was gonna throw up but it was just like more more than I'd felt during gravity and then how like, did wow. you like that scene later uh, had to speed that got up me to again connect. it got me again like oh, it was just man. like oh I feel whew. so all right so I want to I want to pause this for a second are we gonna talk about like concepts and theories and ideology and like sure. stuff or are we going to talk about moment to moment stuff that we think about I mean, this? whatever you want to talk about because it's either way this is going to take a little while sure i i've written down all the things that i think are important to talk about well then then let's do moment to moment things that we like or dislike and at the end let's tackle the big stuff okay say that again so or we let's hit it as it comes let's I mean, go let's go through the movie and talk about what we liked didn't like uh, like commentary on scenes that we thought worked or didn't work, performances, and at the end, let's talk about like gravity and love, the effects of time, you know, like predictability. Mm-hmm. You know, let's talk about those things. I mean, okay. we could start off, and since it's your next plot point, let's talk about Tars and Case. Like, those were cool. Like, I didn't expect to like either their design or what they were. Or I seriously thought um, for a little bit that. Because they were run by the NASA, NASA and run by government, and they were, that they, were gonna, they were they used to be military robots. Yeah, yeah. Th- that they were going to be evil somehow, some I mean, way they were going to. We're very used to evil robots. Well, yeah, ever since sp- uh, Lost in Space. Well, and before that too. Was that? I guess that was the earliest. But Wait, I Lost in Space had an evil robot. Yeah. No, the robot on that was nice. He was always saying danger. Oh, Robinson. in the in the movie, he was. Evil. Come on, we got Wally Secretly. and Johnny that was, Five. That was yeah. That was the the modern twist on it. Yep. My bad. Uh, I think it goes. I think the farthest evil robot we could find is two thousand one, which, which, is, which I have a, list a lot of people have there. connections. I've never seen that movie. movie, so I've I saw part of it and I don't remember the rest of it. Well, I can talk about it, but let's just talk about Tars and Case right now. Okay, uh, I liked them. They they were robots. I felt like Case was only in for a little bit, though. Yeah, was, after they he, found him. Yeah, I mean, he was just there to be the second robot. 
they needed. Oh, let's just have another robot. I love their design. It, it, they're, it's so strange, though. Like it's it's very when you first see it, it's kind of alarming. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it really shocked me because they're 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 basically this is it all comes into two thousand one. They're the monolith. They're they're a big black bar. Like okay. yeah, they are big black. Uh, they are a big bar. I'll, 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 yeah, yeah. Like that's their look. Like a like a like a, a monolith look. And, I, I, uh, you and I both laughed. Yeah, once they got you guys to saw this movie together? First, yeah, oh, once we that. got to the first planet, you and I both laughed. Oh yeah, because because the their design, the way that they walk is like uh, they they kind of split up into smaller bars, like mm-hmm. kind of like for feet. I loved when it booked it. But yeah, that's the thing. Like a, it, it gets in radio. the water and it's kind of walking real slow. And I was like, really? That's how fast the robot can go? And well, then like, he's going to slow them down. Then when danger strikes, it just starts rolling. <laughs> that was awesome! I was like, holy shit! <laughs> like, wow! And like that was kind of a cool moment it, because up to that point, I was like, why are these robots for the military? They look very slow. Yeah. They are menacing and they are creepy looking. And I bet they have weapons. And I'm and sure, yeah, like they that. have a gun in there. But yeah, but come on. like this doesn't make any sense. How does that go over terrain? How yeah. does that? How does that fight? It makes There's no, no sense. There's no wheels. And then you see, <laughs> yeah. you see it just book it through the water, and you're like, "Oh crap, that's scary." That's uh, you just made me think of something. Like they, they probably, you know, they were military weapons mm-hmm. or mil- military products. So obviously, they're going to have some sort of weaponry. They didn't even use that for anything. No, that, well, like, because I'm sure they got decommissioned by yeah, NASA. Yeah, they might have taken that out. They to might have, more or, or, or it could have, like they could have had something along the lines of like what R two D two would just to kind of protect himself. Yeah, fire or, knives, or um, like you know uh, some sort of torch with their welding or whatever. So just but, imagining R two D two carrying a knife, and that's really funny. Um, it just comes out of its little side thing. <laughs> no, he has he has to pull it out of a pocket. Like that's mm-hmm. my. It's in his belt loop. A little hand comes out of the side yes. of R two D two and just pulls a little the knife robot. Out. A little robot pincher. Oh my goodness! Okay. All right. So anyway, Sorry. like aside from all that stuff, I loved that they became characters. Like I ended up caring about them. Well, yeah. This which is, is a, really this unexpected is a, because it's a future world. They have advanced AI, uh, and so oh. er, early on, they make sure to tell you that the robots have humor, and they have they have customizable settings for humor discretion, mm-hmm. honesty, mm-hmm. like all that stuff. And those become plot points in a way. I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm sure that's like been uh, touched on in other like sci-fi books or whatever. I've never. From, but it I've reminded me it of um, Edie. Yeah. It reminded me oh, of yeah, Edie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. From uh, Mass Effect. Yep. Yeah. But, no, yeah, I could see that definitely. It's just the same thing. It where like me of, um, the computer has, <clears throat> that the computer can be programmed and, and has... Very lifelike AI. I just didn't expect them to be funny. They were sources of of comedic relief. Do, do you remember Moon? Did you see Moon? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of Gertie. Yeah, Gertie, the robot from Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who it, it, I, he never said explicitly that he had you know honesty or discretion, but he did. Yep. Like he withheld certain things, and he and he was able to decide to tell uh, what's his name Sam Rockwell whether you know what's going on or you know what's happening. And it was an interesting like commentary on human interaction almost because their honesty ratings was at like 90% and that became a yeah. thing between the crew of like mm. yeah actually 90% is a good idea yeah. we shouldn't tell each other everything even though we're going on this journey together and we need to rely on each other mm-hmm. but we don't need to tell each other everything mm-hmm. and that's that was that was cool and and I like this this kind of movement of like robots are no longer the creepy thing that's going to attack us they're they're characters that are just as valuable as, well, as the actors. And also, uh, 
Big Hero 6, this was also a Well, thing. I don't know how that sparked whatever you just said sparked this in my brain. These robots were not even designed to look like humans. Not they were designed very much to be a robotic, practical design. That's that, why I'm surprised and, I and cared a lot about of, them. Yeah, and a lot of... Uh, you know, films where they're trying to show the future is like, oh yeah, we make a human robot. Yeah, and they make like, them humanoid. These are not humanoid. These are not at human all. at all. They're they're blocks. Yeah, and and they don't even have. Uh, from what I can even remember, they don't even have when they're speaking. It's not even like a light is blinking on no. them. It's it's oh, just well, you have to kind of. There's the text that goes whenever they talk. Oh, that's. But I, I just thought that was like their onboard computer. Yeah, I think that was just like it kind of. That kind of some um, points, it, Transformers. It got a little iffy for me. On a, I was like, oh, I guess the robot's talking. Like I like I had to. I had a dissidence of not having someone to connect that voice to. Yeah, but they did show the. Sometimes they for did the show most it. part. There was a couple of times where I was like, "Oh, oh, it's the robot talking." By the, I think they did that more by the end of the movie. By the time that you got used to their voice, yeah, which was nice. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm tone deaf. I don't. That is I true. don't hear any noises. Yeah. Oh, just, can we I'm talk about sound right design now, right? for a second? A lot of people are complaining they can't hear certain dialogue, and I got this in the IMAX theater. Mm. Um, what the sound mix? And I don't know if it was just on IMAX. You guys saw it on regular screens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for IMAX, sometimes the sound was so bassy that I missed pieces of dialogue because it was just too loud. Can you think of a specific moment? There was or? plenty of times. It oh, was okay. more than it was more than five times. Huh. It would be when people were talking and they were either on a planet or in the ship, which is like the majority of the movie, but straight up could not hear what someone said. Huh. That's, that's like the, I, the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, well, you know, it's like that. Yeah, people that's, are saying that's what I'm describing. It, people are saying, is this a Nolan thing? Is this an IMAX thing? Huh. And I think it was because it was in the IMAX because the IMAX speakers are intense. I don't remember having a moment like that. Do you, Matt? No, no there were several times. I mean, but we saw that uh, Ghost Protocol IMAX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a similar thing. I don't know if. Well, Christine, Christine brought it up too. She, I mean, it wasn't just me. Yeah, she okay. couldn't hear certain huh, certain sentences. So maybe it was an IMAX thing. It's an IMAX know. thing. It must be. Mm-hmm. That's weird. That's right. Well, it's good that it's <clears throat> not happening in standard mm. standard viewing. Uh, all right. Well, uh, do we want to talk about what happens when they get to the ice planet, or do we want to talk about what happens when they get to the water planet? We just kind of talked about the water planet. Yeah, a little the bit. mountains or waves. I mean, that's that's spoiled in the trailer. Yeah, uh, I'd never even seen the trailer. I, so okay, great. so. I saw the, a different trailer. The, saw, like, interesting, trailer. the interesting thing I thought about the water planet, I just want to bring it up, is that's when the first effects of time comes up. Yes. Where they realize that because this planet is so close to a black hole mm-hmm. that the gravity impacts on that planet are going to change the way time works. Yep. And this plays into the give and take because I don't think we brought it up yet. It follows the crew on their mission, but it also flashes back to Earth. Uh-huh. And not flashes back as back in time. It actually shows, which I don't think a lot of people realize if they don't really think about it, is whenever it goes to Earth, that is exactly what is happening at Earth at that moment when they're on that point of mission. Yeah. Because if you think about what they go through, and if you cut out the time that they're in cryosleep, the whole trip for Matthew McConaughey is maybe a couple weeks yeah. if you cut out cryosleep. But by the time he is done with everything, decades passed. In fact, in that one part, they lose 24 years, 27 27, years. 27 years just going to that planet. And they were only there for like two and a half, three hours. Yeah, three hours. That's nuts. So, I mean, that becomes a big deal. And I don't feel like a lot of movies have tackled that before. Uh, I mean, not in a way that makes sense like this does. Yep. 
I can't think of one offhand. And that's why the waves are the way they are on that planet. Yeah, because they're, they're so, near that they're black so hole. They're so weirdly slow. I mean, or whatever. that's the weird pull, the, yep, the height. And, yeah. and the way the moon, the way the moon interacts with Earth, is why we have our wave patterns. Yeah. So that's how the black hole interacts with that planet. So mm-hmm. really cool. So you want to you want to transfer over to the ice planet? Yeah, because uh, there's a there's a big thing. Uh, they're they're building up. Uh, part of their mission is that they're going to find uh, the different scientists. Yeah, each there of the were planets. there were astronauts that were sent to twelve different planets. There were three or four different and sectors. They would broadcast their findings to say whether or not it was a it was a well. Good all that they could broadcast to. was yes or no. Yep. it was a simple you know yes no. Because there was a problem going through the wormhole. But there was a wormhole. We didn't even talk about the wormhole. Oh yeah. So so there's a big they at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, in our galaxy, right next to Saturn, a wormhole shows Jupiter? up. Jupiter? Saturn? No, Saturn. Okay. Because there was the rings. Jupiter's they went rings. right past the Saturn. rings. Saturn? Everybody has rings. Nope. Jupiter I, has... I have a ring? Jupiter, have a ring? Jupiter has Jupiter? rings, Jupiter? but they're invisible. This month. was definitely Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Nice. This was definitely Saturn. It was Saturn. Pluto. It was Pluto, right? I'm gonna that's you. the ice planet. <laughs> that's the ice... That's... Right? So uh, on the other side of the of the wormhole on the of the black hole, they just showed up on the other side of the galaxy. Up. Yeah, uh, they're yeah. Okay, so it anyway, just, it's, it's mirrored. There's a wormhole. There's a wormhole, and that's why their communications are so poor. Is because they can only send like binary information through. Uh-huh. So they they realize that the three best genius. Planets, I love that the three best planets are all grouped together. Yeah. So that's where they're going to go, and they're going to check each of those. Yeah. Well, they, they have to decide once they get through if they can check each of those. Yeah, and because they don't know all the information, because like we said before, they're only sending binary information yeah. through. Uh, and once they get through, they get a little bit better connection, but I don't think they get any more than, than more just yes or no's. So the, the, I think the important distinction here is they're able to receive information, but they're not able to send anything back because they still get the video recordings. Yeah, that's true. From Earth. Yeah. Uh, all right. So these these three planets, the 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 first one that they decide to go to is the water planet. Even though Matthew McConaughey doesn't, because he's worried about losing time. He's worried he, about losing time. His his whole thing is he's doing this for his family. No one else has family on well, this mission. Well, Anne Hathaway has her father. Well, Michael Caine, kids. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Well, Batman's she loses enough time Barry. there, he's gonna kick it. Uh, old school. Old school. That's, yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, that's fine. So. But I mean, when it comes down to it, like he makes a promise to his daughter. I think, I think Anne Hathaway and Michael Caine, uh, and he broke under, a promise to his daughter. There's a lot of broken promises in this under, movie. Understand that 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 might happen. In fact, based on something we find out later, it's definitely going to happen. Yeah. So, so when it comes down to it, like Matthew McConaughey's focus is, I want to get back to my kids. So yeah. he argues against going there. Well, he wants to save Earth. There's two different schools of thought going on where... Well, no, no, no. Everyone wants to save Earth, but there's a plan A and a plan B. Yeah. Plan, plan A is save Earth uh-huh. and help uh, help everyone on Earth evacuate Earth and go to this new place yeah. over a long period of time mm-hmm. because it's a long travel. Yeah. Um, and then plan B is we've got DNA from every person and creature on the planet and we're going to make gonna a new shoot Earth. shoot this that, that's, great, that's, the, the that's the arc thing, yeah. Yeah, the arc. The arc method. Yeah, uh, and so of course McConaughey is very much not into the arc method. He no. wants he wants to do He's the first pushing thing. for Plan A. Plan A. He's a man of science, <laughs> or or as other people know, the uh, pill before the morning. Plan B. After. Oh yeah. Goodness gracious! The morning Great before the morning before pill. The morning before pill. The morning before the morning pill. Before the morning happens, take the pill. 
Uh, where are we? Oh, Ice Planet. So, so they get to the Ice so, oh, Planet the, but, second. But the, the there's a buildup here where where various characters have talked about the important the importance of this scientist, of this astronaut who yeah. led the way. He yeah. was the bravest man. of the group. Yeah, uh, he's, an astronaut he's, man. He's the but, best. But he's also man. the smartest. He's the smartest man. And he's, he's the also, most important man. Yeah, so he's I'm, the one who convinced the other eleven to go and do missions that would almost end in their certain death. And yeah. it's goddamn Jason Bourne, people. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's they the have thing. The Bourne I, I knew dilemma. that it was going to be a big actor, but I had no idea who. That's a huge actor. Uh, huge Actorman? No. Uh, <laughs> that's a, Jordan, that's a you, big name. Did you have any idea that Matt Damon was in this film? No. I didn't even know there was going to be a big name. Like, well, I, I just only got that sense from like they were building him up so much. This oh, character, yeah. in order to not and be a disappointment, fact, it had to be a, a name. And the like, fact that they never showed, they never got they close never got to, to any face. of the pictures. Yeah. Like I either thought it was going to be a big name or it was going to be someone we hadn't seen before, but their performance is just spot oh, on that yeah. we love them. This is a new star. I thought I thought both. I mean, we knew the actor, but I thought he did a very good job too. Oh yeah, uh, but I and I knew that, I knew as a villain, I love I, it. As soon as soon as I saw the world, the ice world, uh-huh. I was like, he's bullshitting. Well, I. And because because I just read a movie, uh, a book called. Uh, you can't read a movie. Uh, you can if you get the script. No, um, you can't. You can if you read subtitles. I just read a book, which is really funny wrong. because uh, a movie a production company just bought the rights to it, and Matt Damon's going to be the starring role in it. Well, it's a, it's John about it's about an a, an astronaut who gets. Um, it's like the first manned mission to Mars, and there's a giant. Uh, storm and they have to evacuate and go back to earth and he gets stuck there by himself because he gets hit by debris in the storm and it's about how he survives for two years on mars by himself that's and and the only reason he does is because he's a botanist so he figures out how to grow food on mars and it's really interesting and the science is so good that leading astronauts the leader the main guy at nasa read the book and went i don't know who this guy talked is spoke to but all of this science is right that's that's and, that's, that's classified information let's yeah, kill him no like like all of all of like the suits the suits in the book and everything is like yeah no we're did, we're making stuff like that right now <laughs> so and matt damon's gonna be in the starring huh. role so and he tried it out right here that's what i'm saying and there's that is definitely a thing where where someone who is built up that much mm. can only fall yeah this is this is better than elysium for him oh matt damon <laughs> uh but yeah but yeah, that's it. we we. I didn't know right away that the ice planet was a waste. Neither did I. I, I, I didn't. He he started bullshitting. And he started saying like, "Oh yeah, once you get to the surface, the core, uh, it's down there." Believe yeah, me, when it's you get to the there. core, once, yeah, it's. Once I saw the frozen clouds, yeah, I've learned enough about geology and like weather patterns and stuff. But there see, is no way. But we also like this is oh, a yeah, mo- yeah, this yeah, is yeah, a movie, and, and this is we're going and to taking certain liberties. Everything is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is also near, also kind of near the black hole too. And I kind of wanted to see aliens. Like he, he said there might be life, and I was like, aliens, organics. I'm in. Yeah, I'm they, glad they say organics. Oh yeah, they say. Organics. I like that it's organic because they could be talking about like single celled organisms. Sure, like which a is, beautiful, which is the built, which is the start of. Hey, evolution. I'd love to see it anyway. Any which way, love to see it. We kind of see it in the, at the end of the movie. I mean, I guess we see living things dot, dot, anyway. Dot. Um, dot dot dot. They're coming to take over Interstellar too. But yeah, I mean that's that's where there's a hard change way interstellar. In, in <laughs> well, it'd be it, way into in, stellar. Into in stellar. Yeah. That'd be so. At that at this point, the movie like takes a hard 
change because at this point it's kind of man versus environment and this is the first time where it's man versus man and it's and it's like because of cowardice well and it's also interesting because on the ship there was tension because the various characters although they all had the same mission they wanted to go about it different ways because of the different things that they felt yeah which they they touched upon uh the reason why anne hathaway wanted to go visit what the other planet that they didn't visit was because the, she was in love with the astronaut. Did, any, did it bother anyone that that was not hinted at or there was nothing to – some sort of evidence of that? Uh, I think Other there was. Line. I think there was a hint of it. Was because there Matthew, the smallest cause, hint? Because Matthew McConaughey asked the robot, yes. hey, was there something between them? And it was he, the weirdest and he goes, hint. And he goes, he goes, I have a discretion uh, setting as well. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I think the way she brings him up at the very first time, like Matthew McConaughey catches on it. And that's why he asks Tars He catches on it in a way where I think like no one else in the world would catch on it, though. Like a Sherlock Holmes I'm, type thing. I'm, yeah. interested, I'm interested to watch it again and see if she lets on in her demeanor. Because I wasn't watching that before. Yeah. And if there's something about the way she's talking or her, her intonations, yeah. like I could see that there would be something like that and be easy to miss. Mm. Like if she brought up the same astronaut like, two times i would get like he'd be like oh well she does bring him up each time every single time they're talking about the three but i feel like like she's only i feel um, like she mentioned furthering her father's idea that okay this is the guy yeah i but i feel like it was on her first mention that matthew conaghy was like hey why did you why did she mention him like it, it was before the second mention because they each have a different because like who shoots for for uh waterworld first isn't it the African American guy? I don't know the actor's name. He's he's a virtual unknown, and it's because it's because they're closest to him. Uh, and and she, Anne Hathaway backs it up first, but also brings up Edmonton, which yeah. because that's the furthest away one. Well, but that's the second time that she mentioned him. Yeah, but but yeah, they they and then Matthew McConaughey is say, no, let's go to Man's Planet because I don't want to screw with the time stuff. Yeah, there there's a lot going on. But but that's that's what I was trying to bring up. The uh, everyone on everyone had the same mission, and we saw but they have different. There's a little bit of tension on the it. ship, but when they get down to Matt Damon's character, he has a mission as well, uh, but he wants to achieve it at any cost. Well, it's also a selfish way. Like, all right, so the way I see it is Matthew McConaughey is one extreme of, and and. And Matt Damon brings this up in his evil monologue where he's talking about, well, no, he gets a villainous monologue. It's pretty great. Uh, And and he talks about, like, people have a connection to, like, to protect humanity. And when you become a father, that becomes a very personal one where you want to protect your offspring. Hmm. And that when people die, they see their kids because it's like that instinctual need to protect. Whereas people who don't have kids and, you know, they're nice you know, empathetic people, they have that connection to humanity in general. He's the but, father of humanity. But the problem is, is when it comes down to it, Matthew, Matthew or uh, Matt Damon, those are M names, uh, Matt Damon is just being selfish. Yeah. The only reason they're even there is because he lied because he didn't want to die. Yeah. He just even wanted though, to get picked up. Even though he convinced 11 other people to die. Yeah. He in he in turn was too coward, too much of a coward to do it himself, mm-hmm. to sacrifice himself for the betterment of humanity. And in the end, because he knew a, a plot point, which we're about to bring up, I'm sure, is he knew that there w- they didn't need fuel for a return ship a trip. So he knew that if they came to his planet, they would have enough fuel to get to the last planet. Uh-huh. And, but I just think that's in the end, he's a villain. 
Oh yeah, I, I, and he has a he has a, an extremely creepy moment where he's talking to McConaughey as he's dying. Yeah, that's like super creepy. Oh man, like I know I don't want this. No, and and you know, for a moment I actually believed that they were going to kill Ma- McConaughey. Right so now. did I. It was I, close. I really thought like, right? oh wow, this is. Wow. Like, what an incredible like, thing we, to do. I was like, are we now going to follow Anne Hathaway, try and fall in love with the other guy? Like, where are we going now? No, it would have the, the the best thing, like, the it would have been a really interesting plot point if Matt, Matt Damon's character then replaced Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And it went from that moment forward with the audience knowing that he had he killed, had killed yeah. and, but, but no one else did, and they just kind of went along with it. Yeah. But I feel like that would end up being unsatisfactory because after that point, he's got no reason to kill anybody else. Don't worry about it. He's got no reason to kill anybody else. So it would just be, we get to the end of the movie and he would never, there'd be no justice. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's also like a Twilight Zone episode. But a, but a more interesting thing would be uh, Matthew McConaughey dies. They find out that he killed him and then they take out Matt Damon or they leave him on the planet and then it's just Anne Hathaway and the, uh, the other unknown actor. Mm-hmm. I, I think that The other unknown actor or just the unknown actor? The, the unknown. We don't. We know everyone well, else. I, we don't know the actors who play the robots. The robots. We know them. The robots. Uh, but I, but I think that that would make the movie too formulaic then, because then it would be like, oh, each planet they've lost somebody, and I would rather not. Yeah. I like that we lose someone almost immediately, which just kind of shocks. What was that? It wasn't me. It just kind of sh- silent. It just kind of shocks the audience and the crew into being like, well, hold on. Like, this is a very dangerous... We all knew it was dangerous, but any decision we make, no matter how big or small, can have catastrophic, you know, effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, where do we go from here? There... All right. So well, Matt Damon, what's next? Okay. Well, from there, Going that's... point that's to point. We go into kooky town, so I don't know if you want to... Kooky town. If you then want to talk about Cookie the Chris. daring connection and the being blown out of uh, an airlock and dest- almost destroying the ship and oh, yeah matt matt damon was unable to but he did he, he, he stole steals the, the ship. ship yeah and he's unable to connect it because he he's never done it before and there's a malfunction and he's been locked out yeah so he overrides it and he causes a an explosion oh big one uh so then uh McConaughey does a daring maneuver where he's able to uh connect the 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 uh the docking thing. And this this is the moment where I realize, like, Matthew McConaughey's character has to be here at this point. Mm-hmm. Because he's he's technically the last trained pilot on Earth, right? Yeah. Because before he showed up, they were just going to have autopilot, basically, and a couple, yeah. you know, lightly trained people handle the stuff. But when, when it comes down to it, like, he's the guy who's there to complete the job. Without him there... It, they would have had a more difficult time landing on the water planet, and they would not have been able to can, reconnect. Can we backtrack uh, just one second? I, I like that it was the coordinates that brought him to NASA and not uh, the typical— well, we find out why. The NASA coming to his steps in. Yeah, no, it, hey. was, it was really Hey, remember me? Yeah, a lot we of need people, you. A lot of people have brought that up as a negative, though. Like, if you're going to do a daring space thing to save humanity, why wouldn't you find the last— trained space pilot to man it why wouldn't they have found him yeah do you do you want to talk about that i I thought that because they didn't want because i didn't want to bring that up of man i didn't want to bring that up because that goes into kooky town of why he's in the air 
Because um, I have a lot to say. Oh, there's a, there's there's a lot <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe I could just bring up a like how I I found it interesting just the different female roles in the yeah, movie yeah. because we have <clears throat> there's there's a big movement among women online right now of like bringing back the idea of women being able to do anything for because if you look at toys being released in stores if you look at the way a lot of uh girls are treated in school and stuff like that they're being kind of shepherded to certain subjects and being given certain toys and kind of being assigned to roles and it's the same thing for guys and right now there's a big movement where uh even in like the engineering field, different engineers have brought it up where they need more women because like they're having mostly like at, at CSULB, the majority of people in the engineering program, it's like 80% male mm-hmm. and that's like all over the place. So there's a big push. There's like toys coming out now and everything that focus on showing women that they can the young girls, that they can be scientists. They can be, they can do all these things that have been for a while assigned to a male role and I like that his daughter is from a very early age gifted in the way he was as an engineer mm-hmm. and she's very smart. Whereas in the past I feel like the girl would have been the person to inherit the farm and the guy would have been the engineer. Whereas they t- they do the tests and his son is the one who's like, Yeah, he's gonna be a farmer. Yeah. Because that's just you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where he doesn't have the mental capacity to to be more than that. And they need farmers anyway, so they're they're very supporting of that. But she's the gifted one. And I, I like that. And it's it, also it wouldn't surprise me if they just lied. We need farmers, he's a farmer. Yeah. I could see that too, especially with their I mean, whole yeah, like kinda, the moon landing's not real thing. Like that that kinda I got that feeling too, where they tell a lot of people that they're yeah. they're fit to be because a farmer. Because they need them. Yeah. Yep. Um and then from there, like Anne Hathaway is a really interesting character because she's the daughter of of the professor who's well, I just got a screensaver. And <coughs> but but she's she's following in the footsteps of her dad. Yeah. You know? And then Jessica Chastain, the older version of his daughter, yeah. ends up being the person who does the groundbreaking stuff and carries on the work. Mm-hmm. And I like that you know, the females end up being the people who save the day and bring to completion because yeah. Anne Hathaway is the one who ends up finally getting to the planet and, and colonizing it or whatever and getting it ready. And then, I mean, maybe oh, I think she does. Well, she, she made sure that every, every she sent back the message saying this planet's good, which yeah. allowed them from earth to then go to it. Cause otherwise they'd have nowhere to go. But they, I mean, they didn't go to it, but they do. They, they went, to Jupiter or to Venus or They're Saturn. Saturn. How do you guys? Saturn is in every scene <laughs> when they're there. Do you so, not know what the planets look like? What's a planet? So, because that's they what they make, say at the end. They say our space station is is around Saturn. Yeah, but they have several of them. They bring oh. it up that she's at another station. But I believe they did a hopscotching thing where they built several stations through the wormhole all the way to the next planet and then they shuttled people from Earth to the new planet. Okay, I mean, that's... I don't get that because that's not... There's no evidence for that in the film, but if that... I mean, that's your conclusion. I don't get that at all. Okay. Because the way that the film ends is the, the daughter says, hey, remember Anne Hathaway? She's still out there. Like, as if they yeah, never made but, it to but, Anne Hathaway. But according, but according to the timeline... All right, well, this... You're bringing up Spacey, yeah. spacey, wasty, timey, wimey stuff. Because at this point, if you're looking at like how much time has passed, Anne Hathaway's dead. 
Right. That's what extremely confuses me about the end where the daughter seems to say, go find her. And it's been an extra 50 years mm-hmm. on top of all the rest of the time stuff yes, six, to the point where six, Anne Hathaway would be 50 years older unless her planet was right next to the thing. I don't know. Yeah. Like they don't explain how the planet that she's going to is affected by time dilation or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just, they just, uh, I assume it's not because it's not near the black hole. Those other two ones, they make a point about saying it, those two planets are, are near yeah. the black hole and the <clears throat> other one isn't. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I think that has to do with something I'm going to bring up later. But uh, sorry, I've been yawning this whole entire sh- not because it's boring. I'm just really tired. But um, I, like you're you know talking about women and everything. It's also I think it's also inter- interesting that it, it's men in this movie who who cause the chaos and and the destruction. And it's uh, yep. the two women to who do are, the evil acts. And I mean, you, you think of um, Casey Affleck. He, yeah. he, is, he goes down a dark road. Yeah, and he's causing chaos. And and then the professor and then Matt Damon. Like, the villains are all men. Yeah. And that's in, that's that's I think that's bold. I mean, that's good for Nolan because Nolan has a kind of a bad track history of making women into villains if you actually look at it. I know that Catwoman, she's such a... Well, not her, but in Dark Knight Rises, he turns it around from Bane into... Uh, what's her name? Ra's al Ghul's daughter, which makes sense Talia, for yeah. Batman. I know. No, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I'm oh. saying that you, if you keep going back, you'll find Memento. Uh, what's her name's? What's her name manipulates the main character in a, in evil ways. Um, if you go to oh shit, what's another one? I think the following even does it. His first film. Oh, I haven't. What about that. Insomnia? Uh, no, Insomnia. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's the, dude, bad, dude. the bad guys and and the main female character in. Uh, in, what about uh, the prestige? Prestige, no. Prestige, the women are no. Not I mean, they're in love with the all. women, but the men are the bad people. Definitely. <laughs> and then, and, and the women are just kind of typical women in that movie. Uh, uh, Looper, Looper, the main female. That's, hey, that's not good. Christopher. That's Nolan. Ryan Johnson. That's Ryan Johnson. Don't don't dista- Don't mistake one great just, director just, for just an average director. I'm talking about you, Christopher. I don't Nolan. know what's happening right now. I'll, I'll take it oh, down. Even Inception. Inception. The the oh, wife yeah, was go. the bad guy in a way, and her name was Maul. I mean, which is bad. Well, I feel I like like that was. Uh, but okay, that that movie you can you can do some Freudian stuff with that movie. Yeah, sure. Like that. Let's not yeah. get into. The, yeah, let's, let's get, not. Let's we're not get, reviewing let's that. Keep on Interstellar. Okay. <clears throat> so no, I I understand what you're saying. I appreciate it. The I mean, they're the, the women are are good. They, I'm just I'm they, just happy I'm seeing like better representations of of women and the fact that the little girl becomes a scientist. Like that's yeah. cool. That's you don't that see that very a lot. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy about that. I know. Uh, look at Hunger Games. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Mockingjay. Uh, so Part the one. the effects of time, like. I didn't expect that from this movie. Like, I understood that that was the ground they were going on. Uh-huh. But it's super interesting because in most movies, like, there is no, like, 27 years later. There's no 50 years later. Like, in in most movies, if you're jumping time like this, there would be a little card on the bottom yeah. that says that. But they tie it in to the dialogue and they tie it into the story. And while it might be some confusing for some when it flashes back to Earth and everyone's older, like it makes sense. You realize that everything you're seeing is actually chronological. I appreciate happening that at the same a lot. time. Yeah. And in a lesser in lesser hands, I think this would be really confusing. But they, it's not. And and it's well, even done to, really well. To mark that twenty seven years, they show that they have all that backlog of videos Yo, to watch. Man, that part where you where you catch really up good. with all the kids and you see what's going on there, and it's and like how much wow, everything's changed. That's uh, that's powerful. Really powerful, and and 
like like I brought up Neil deGrasse Tyson earlier, like the effects of time and the way gravity affects time and stuff like that. I, I've never seen that tackled in a film before. Yeah. And it was super interesting to see that interplay with space travel and to see, because if anyone knows the theory of relativity, you learn that as you get closer to a black hole or moving at the speed of light, like time slows down for you to see the actual effects of that is really cool in a movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. All right um, so if we're going to go into spacey wastiness and talk about like the black hole scene, yeah. that's what my gravity and love is about. Oh, okay. So uh, you guys say what you want about that, and then I'll talk about gravity and love. Okay. I I don't even know. <laughs> you don't even Oof. know. So uh, the the plan is to shoot Tars into the black hole, and while he's going through it, he will, he'll be able to transmit back the what final things he sees. So that's that's not the actual – I mean – that That's, becomes the plan, but the real plan, the well, only sure. reason they both go into the black hole is because that's the only way, I mean, if you know about the way forces work in space in a vacuum, in order to achieve propulsion a certain way, you have to have an equal and opposite force pushing it. So in order to achieve the breakage away from the black hole and all of its forces and to have enough fuel left over to get to the next planet, they have to have the opposite force, which is the jettisoning of mm-hmm. TARS in one capsule and Matthew McConaughey in another. Yeah. So when they get into the black hole, that's when Matthew McConaughey realizes, oh, we found out that the equation could never be completed because they didn't have enough info. Yeah. And the info they needed was from the inside of a black hole. Mm-hmm. So while me and Tars are in here, let's see if we can survive. Because up to this point, no one knows if they can survive going in a black hole. Yeah. And in fact, according to all information they have up to that point, it's impossible to survive. Yeah. So Tars is a military-grade robot. Hopefully he will make it. Matthew Conhey realizes, I'm not going to get back to my kids anyway. There's not enough fuel. I might as well make a sacrifice, which shows that he is like the ultimate good guy in this yeah. scenario because he's completely selfless. He understands that he's never going to get back to his daughter, but that's okay. And he goes into the black hole with TARS. And that's when crazy stuff happens. Uh, and it's really well done. Can, can we make a connection to the wormhole earlier? Like the effects that they do yeah. for the wormhole and the black hole. Uh-huh. Like really interesting. Yeah. Because it's all made up. You know, no one knows mm-hmm. what that stuff is really like. But I love the way they made it look. What did you guys think? No, it's, it's, it's a good look. Uh, I mean, it's just... Practical it, effects, too. No CG. Sure. <laughs> it just feels really convenient to me that, like, oh, of course, Matthew McConaughey doesn't die from the black hole. Like, the black hole... Okay, well, wow, we're somehow... skipping way ahead. There's so much that happens in between what I said and what you're saying right now. But but he should be dead immediately. The way that uh, people understand black holes right now is, like, you would get but, s- but stretched that, and turned that, into stardust. But that tells me... The fact that he, that we that, don't... that he made it past that first okay. step... But but the fact that that doesn't happen tells me that according to the movie's logic, we obviously don't understand black holes the sure. way the yeah, way they sure. actually exist. Uh-huh. That according the to the movie then decides black holes work differently than we know, which totally makes sense because uh, according to Neil deGrasse Tyson, he has no idea how black holes work. Well, but no, he knows nobody. he wants to stay away from them at all costs. Yes, that's what he says in yeah. his tweet. Uh-huh. Um, so like, if you, if you take uh, a prevailing thing from the beginning of the movie of they. Mm-hmm. The they who mm-hmm. put that wormhole there, the they who understands that where they're going is going to have a black hole, yeah. then it makes sense that when he goes into the black hole, that he's not going to die. 
Sure. Because they're they, going, they're they going are, off like it's not necessarily blind faith, but mm-hmm. they're they're going off, I guess, a hunch or whatnot. Yeah, like he he understands that, like, no, wait, I'm supposed to be here. This is how it's supposed to happen. Sure. And he even says that once he's in the black hole. Yeah, and he knows, like, no, they wouldn't have brought us here if we wa- if it wasn't to save us. They wouldn't bring us this far. Mm-hmm. And give us the wormhole and allow us to come here if we weren't going to have a way to save humanity. Otherwise, this would all be a waste. And why put the wormhole there? It's all, you know, that's useless. Yeah. Story-wise, story like, like that, I, I buy that and it doesn't bother me. Especially, like, because, like you mentioned, he he finally accepts the fact that, hey, like, I have, I have nothing to lose. Like, let me just go at it. And, and try and help help humanity in any way I can by sacrificing myself. Because he goes into it. Not knowing if he's going to live. In fact, he thinks he's not going to live. It's just like that scene in the movie that I'm not I'm blanking on now <laughs> that Guillermo del Toro directed <laughs> when they go all the way down to the water or whatever. Pacific Rim? Yeah, Pacific Rim. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. They go all the way down. You don't know what's there. You don't know what's there. But you got to do it. Sure. Uh, so so what, what happens is he has to eject from his ship. And when he does, he's kind of f- flying... Uh, around and all of a sudden he he reaches a, a matrix I would call it uh, yeah a, a sphere a, yeah because everything is in spheres yeah everything is sphered well yeah and it's but it's but the way that you see it is kind of he like falls a into cube, like a shoot a cube shoot type of like a laundry structure. shoot uh, and a fractal and he's able to grab on and stop and that's when he realizes that whatever construct he's in is meant to represent. And is somehow connected to a place in time through time, uh, because they they had predicted that the beings that I made thought that the was really cool, by the way. were beings of space and time, were beings beyond transcended, time. a fifth dimensional being. Yeah, fifth dimensional beings. That was something that had been mentioned before in the film, and mm-hmm. so here they're they're bringing that concept full, fully bringing it around in a way where McConaughey sees that what he he is experiencing is he's able to view Murph's room, his daughter's room at, at in the all, past, but at all, at times. all times. Yeah. It's a, it's a construct of a, of a place and all times because yeah. it's one place, but it's all times. Mm-hmm. And he's seeing representations all around him of that, of, of, and it's really crazy because at one point he flies through and he's seeing the same s- scene, but, half a second off yeah. all around him. Mm-hmm. So he's flying through it looking for a place. And that's when he brings up love. Like, how does he know? Tars asks, how do you know where you're going? Because Tars has survived this as well. Tars is also in there with him. Yeah, we don't see Tars. Nope. But he's he's speaking. Mm-hmm. They're speaking through their communicators. Speaking. <laughs> yep. uh, and so it's at this point, well, first he has to have a breakdown. Uh, he has, a, he has a, just a complete mental anguish breakdown and then he tries because he's still he's still in the whole like i'm never gonna see my kids again yeah and so here he's seeing seeing her again as he remembers her not as she was in the video and this this is when it makes a paradoxical connection to earlier in the film because we have yep we have coordinates being broadcasted through Uh which he does which is really interesting because he does it all out of order he does stay first yeah which happens what second in the movie as far as last last right it's the last before he leaves yeah well Except for the, he does the Morse code last. But, oh sure, very uh, last. He does. He does stay second, and then and then he. That's when after he's freaked out for a little bit, and he realizes that he is affecting the past. Yeah, 
that's when he realizes he can affect it. Well, that's goes, why he, not just that, but he has to yeah. because that's yeah he's there on purpose. What happened? Yeah, he's doing it because it happened that way, and it happened that way because he did it. He's yeah. doing it because it happened that way, and it happened that way because he did it. He's yeah. doing it because it happened that way, and yeah. it happened that way because so, he did it. So it's very cyclical, is what Andrew's trying to say here. So he that's when so he comes to the full realization that he was placed there. And that he wasn't brought there, but he brought himself there. So he then puts the coordinates through, and then he he has TARS collect the data from inside the yeah. black hole. This is the moment where they couldn't complete the equation because they needed information, uh, da- data from inside the black hole, which is impossible to get in otherwise. Yep. But through the intervention of the fifth dimensional beings yep. that they don't they never interact with throughout the movie which is important to say yeah. like in most movies you'd be like oh the aliens there and they're helping and then they yep. they ease him back along no 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 you never see them yeah and he then transmits morse code into the second hand under the watch that yep. he gave his daughter and she is able to use that and complete the equation which is he, is he transmitting it or is he affecting time that's what that's, I. But see, that's 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 where to me it, it it reaches over the bounds of science into a little bit of magic. That's well, no, fine. no, 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 no. According, fine. but no, 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 no. This this is a continuation of science because if gravity affects time, mm-hmm. that means that gravity is a force that can transmit through time. If it if it has that type of connection, that, that's that's the because the, the theory uses, that the movie poses. Yeah, he's yeah. using gravity to make effects. He uses gravity to do the. Do the uh, coordinates? He uses gravity but to hit the books down. In the the way that the watch is affected, though, is unlike any of the other effects because the gravity for the coordinates was just in specific locations. He's affecting the specific gravity yeah. of the hand on the watch. By by at that time, by the time he and then she moves the watch and the gravity follows it. Here's the thing: is we don't we don't know how long he's in there for. Sure, like he could man, that keeps falling out of my. That's really annoying, Jordan. Yeah, Way to slow annoying. down the pod. I'll just put it in my pocket. So you're affecting time right now. I know Jordan. I'm messing up time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we have no lo- like he, his freakout moment could have been a lot longer. Sure, his his learning how to interact with her room and the things in it could have been a lot longer. Okay, right? Because there is no like he's in a black hole. There technically is no time. Sure, right? And he's in a place where he's connected with all time. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at like. We talk about the different dimensions, right? If the fourth dimension is time, the, f- the fifth dimensional creatures are, are able to disassociate themselves from it, mm-hmm. then gravity would also be a force that affects time. So if he's able to use gravity, because like, th- you have to extrapolate w- the equation, right? The equation allows them to make a space station that is a, a cylinder. Yeah. That shouldn't work. There's no way that should work unless you're able to manipulate gravity. Uh So if you can manipulate gravity in such a way to change up and down in any direction you want, then why wouldn't you be able to manipulate anything to go left, right, up or down or anything? He'd be able to just touch the tendril. And it was really interesting, too, because at first it looked like light was coming off of everything. But when by the time he's moving the second hand, he looks like he's touching threads yeah and he's just slightly moving them so if if gravity is something that can affect anything in any direction through time then why wouldn't he be able to make a second hand do a loop in a certain you know pattern i don't know i think i think it could i think based on the the fiction that this movie puts forth 
it's possible. Sure. It's just it's just for me it's a lot more it's a again, jump. It's again a jump to in buy logic. into. Where it's like, okay, now gravity works this way. Well, like the the way that they're talking about gravity is a way that no one has ever experienced before. True. So it's just that's what's no hard for me to grab because they keep saying gravity and I'm like, yeah, gravity is what keeps us on Earth. But, but what they mean is like somehow gravity makes a watch wiggle like but, it just. Uh. But no one's really experienced the way relativity, the theory of relativity works because mm-hmm. no one's ever gone close to the speed of light or gone into a black hole. But we all kind of accept that theory. Yeah. But at right? least they're not so, saying like atoms over and over. Like, you know, other science fiction oh, films, yeah. they, they latch onto laser or something. They mm-hmm. pick a word and they say it over and over. And you're like, I've heard that one before. Gravity's a new one. So I'm into it. I can I can so, deal with it. So so if you feel that way about gravity, <clears throat> and I'm sorry if, I, if I'm cutting you out of any conversation, Matt. Um, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about love being a theme that keeps coming back? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Human, humans got to have something. Because the reason why I have gravity and love together uh-huh. is because I feel like the emphasis they put on love, which I've read a couple of reviews of this movie and people have brought it up in good and bad ways. Like, oh, wow, hopefully you can get past that really awkward scene with Anne Hathaway when she talks about love. Like, I think that's in a very important thing. No, it's, that's definitely an important scene. Yeah. Because she's drawn to... Refresh me of the scene again. So that, that's that's when she's arguing whether which planet they should go to. He says... Matthew Connery says, like, oh. convince me. He says something like that. Like, he, yeah. he's like, make the argument. Yeah, because he's saying, we all know that you're being affected by your love for him, and that's why you want to go to that planet. Right. So convince me on, on why you think that your love of him and your dr- being drawn to him is a good scientific reason why we should go there. And in the end, she doesn't convince them. But... He is convinced by the time he's in that black hole mm-hmm. because when he's flying through that construct, he's saying, I know where I need to go because love will take me there. And if gravity is a force that can affect through time and dimensions and, and space, then this movie is also positing that love can affect it too because love is the reason he's there. Love is the reason he's doing all of that stuff. <clears throat> love is the reason that she knew what planet to get to. Love well, is the reason he knew where to go. I think that and also it, and how he got back to his daughter. To connect it back to 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 the Earth stuff, I think that's also in a way, love was why uh, Murph knew she had to go back to her room. Yep. She she is something in her drew drew her to that because she needed to find that watch to get that that yeah. uh, equation and it was love it was because of love of yeah, her father was... that she wanted to keep that watch anyway mm-hmm. and the whole reason why she becomes a scientist in the end game it talks about how no, she, d- stole but didn't she go back and to she had criminal problems didn't she go back to a room for like uh she needed something there what was it I don't no know. but she didn't know what she needed she just she, knew she needed something she knew that she, she knew needed that, to go to a she room knew something in that room was important because of the ghost the and the gravity yeah. anomalies and all the stuff she's okay. like this room is important something in here is going to help me and that's when she makes the connection that it's her father talking to her yeah. With the same time, he realizes that he was the one doing it, too. I think love brought her there, though. Okay. The, the love the, of her father. The quest for science and she knowledge and answers was the ghost. But, brought but, her there. Yeah, but also the love for her her brother's family, because the first, like, the main reason they're there I'll, is I'll, I'll take that, yeah. They're all, they're sick, and they're really affected by the dust, and she's like, no, we have doctors back where I work. Let's get these people out of here. And he wants to stay there, Not because that that's all he That farmer about. knowledge you got, boy. Yeah, so it was just... I don't know. Love plays a big role in a lot of this. And and you can even argue that Matt Damon's character is consumed by love, but it's a self – he loves himself so much that he's mm-hmm. he's not willing to yeah, sacrifice Yeah, he doesn't even himself. kiss Anne Hathaway. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> okay. I bet he was kissing his robot. Uh-huh. That's so why he yeah. had to shut it down. He was so, like, tell no one. This is also an interesting part because <laughs> <What>? Matthew Matthew <laughs> McConaughey tells tells Tars like, oh, no, this put some water on him. We've <laughs> been thinking some aliens helping us, but no, this is us. Is this that is what, us. Wait, who, you, who he said says that? that? Oh, Matthew I, thought he said Matt, I thought you said Matt Damon. I was oh, like, whoa, sorry. back up. Matthew, I'm sorry. These mats are messing me up. Yeah. Am I messing you we up? We have yeah, three mats, and it's messing me up. So McConaughey says that we're thinking some alien creature or some beings are helping us. No, mm. this is us. Yeah. So this, he's, he's throwing out his theory, which I, I think is also the movie's theory, yeah. that sometime in the future, human beings transcend and we are so able to control gravity, like which Depp. makes sense because with with her ability to control gravity in in on Earth, like that is a huge step forward in science. Sure, that yeah. changes everything. They are able to have living habitats in space anywhere they want. Yeah, because I would argue you say they only have one or two space stations because of what it shows in the end. I argue they make those everywhere because humanity. When you saw that thing, that's not enough for six million people. No, 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 no. I. Like if they're if they have all of humanity out in space where they were on that space station is not big enough. That's, yeah, fact, that, that's not it, six million. It would take it would or no six billion. I'm sorry. Six, yeah, there's six billion people. You would need a hundred of those space stations to to fit that many people. And, and you can argue humanity's been dying out because of starvation and stuff like yeah. that. But with this technology, they can go anywhere because if you can control gravity in space. You don't need fuel anymore. First, you have to uh, convince the farmers that you know science is nice. <laughs> That's the first step. They're well, like, yeah. Shit. If, if we school have to books, switch the school books Casey again. Affleck, right? <laughs> are, like, are, 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 are scientists in this movie? Are they the uh, like football jocks, high school jocks? Yeah, I think so. They, because they, they beat you up. Because uh-huh. if, if you take that equation to its fullest, lousy farmers, idiots. You, you no longer need half of the things we use today. You don't need fuel. You don't need propulsion systems. You just use the equation to say gravity's that way, and your ship is going <laughs> in that direction. That way. I like no, that. But you know what I, I mean? like the way that you're saying. Like that, this so. is this is a huge leap forward in science. So according to Matthew McConaughey, you take that to an inevitable end. Human beings have transcended time and space and everything, mm-hmm. and. But that creates the paradox. That creates the, oh, human beings of the future are hoping human beings in the fa- past escape Earth. But if they because weren't that's in the, the way future... that's the they sent of the future so that the past yeah, would exist. It becomes another paradox. It becomes a cyclical yeah, thing. it just becomes annoying. The, 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 the one thing... We've, we've reached a point now where I can... I wrote predictability down mm-hmm. because as, as soon as they got into the room and, and the books were falling in a pattern, mm-hmm. it, that had to be Matthew McConaughey. In my mind, like yep. there was no one else that that could be. I was like, "When did you realize that?" We're gonna right away. Christine, as soon as the the Christine, books the books were a pattern, I was like, "That's him. He's somehow doing it because of time or something." Like I just I didn't Christine, know how. Like I couldn't. Guess so that early how. on in the movie, you figured that out? Yes, I yeah, just Christine, knew it was him. Christine it connected him. it not not at that point, but earlier than I did. It just it just that that was the only thing that made sense. Why would someone be sending messages to Murph? It had to be him, but I just didn't know how. Like I didn't. But, but in the end, it's still him, but he wasn't the one able to do it. The people, the fifth dimension. Yeah, sure, the fifth dimension. Set it up that's for him future to do us. It. See, yeah, that's, that's why, so I, I bought that they thing. <laughs> they. They were going to make contact, and they did. I don't know. It's a space, they space are movie. Matthew McConaughey. Space movie with no aliens. That's what this is. It's pretty awesome. But, I like it. But okay, still a lot so, of sci-fi concepts. So you, but you hated the fact that he showed up back 
in by Venus or by Saturn. You got me a set now. So he, I'm your Venus. He finishes what he's well, doing. Well, somehow he he again uh, magically survives exiting the black hole. The well, fifth see, dimension beings just plop him down, and they decide exactly. fifty years sounds if, good. If plop. they if they can create a inner time space dimensional construct inside of a black hole, yeah. why wouldn't they then be able to? If they can open up a wormhole in space, why couldn't they just? Push him back out another wormhole and drop him off where he can be found. Yeah, like, it just, it just, and and it's not like it's super Superman. convenient. If you're looking at like a super convenient ending, he would just show up when she was still young. Like she shows well, up. No, and of he, course she's they make it. Die. They make it where like, oh yeah, she's old. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, it kind of feels like he has no further purpose. And that and it brings that up in the movie. Yeah. Is he sitting down at the replica of his farm? Yeah. Which has the videos that we show we see at the beginning of the movie, that's which so is great. really cool. Yeah, that's a cool it, that's it's a back in, and it's a I museum. Like yeah. Super cool. Yeah, Tars is back. This is what so you he guys builds, do. He builds his robot <laughs> and he's like, Well, because it, it brings him back to the beginning of the movie. He's now a man with no purpose. Sure. And it brings it up several times. He he has these rousing monologues with the with with the other astronauts in fact um the african-american astronaut man i'm so I'm, i feel so bad i don't know his name you could just look his him character up. name or his Lazy yeah name. uh rick maybe maybe who here i have it right here yeah, please look, please look it up happening. richard um, parker <laughs> so he see he keeps saying we're explorers right we 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 are we are people that are are deemed what's his name romilly, romilly. Is, the act, is the character name character romilly. name Romilly. That's why I, I remember that now. That's why I didn't remember. So they, he, he brings up several times, we are explorers. So he is now an explorer on a space station where they don't need him to explore anymore. Yeah. So I think I've, I've, I've molded this movie over my mind. I want to see it more than once. I'm definitely going to buy it when it comes out, and I'm going to watch it a couple times. I'm not going to see it in theaters again because uh, I had a really bad headache. I think I sat in the theater for too long. Mm. Um but I believe that when she says that to him, it is really far in the future. Like, time has passed. And it's also passed for Anne Hathaway. And I think that they've already started colonizing that planet. That's what I, I think, believe. Too. But the implication is, is that... No, 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 no. I think she's talking in... Uh, what's, what's the word? Metaphors? Like what? Yeah, it's a metaphor. Oh. It's, it's a metaphor of him... She's, a... telling, she's telling him... Like, because that's what he wants. That's his yeah. love. So she is connecting Anne Hathaway's character to his need to the, go out and do what he loves. Then why would the film show us Anne Hathaway on the planet? Why because, would the film show us that when at no other time it showed us something out of order? So mm-hmm. we're supposed to imply that that Anne Hathaway on the planet is at the same time as McConaughey leaving. Which, in reality, she would have landed there moments after he got into the hole, and now 50 years have passed. Unless it took, like I said, unless, unless that planet is oh, unless, a weird time. Unless dilution. her planet, unless that planet was so far away that she's been in cryosleep for fifty years. It didn't even take that him fifty years to get to the wormhole. Why would it take him fifty years to get from one planet to it the next? Them, it in took a sector. Them, it took them two years. In like a little sector. It took them two years. Yeah, and so no, it would take those. It said the three planets, planets were close enough, but they weren't. But their little shuttle. Fuel. It di- it didn't talk about how far away the planets or the time difference going to those different years planets. apart, though. Unless they were, like you said, the black hole. But those other two were the ones that were close to the black hole. It's it just it just it's 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 odd. Let's put it that way. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that it's a mistake. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say that it doesn't make sense because it in the narrative of a film, it, it, this must make sense. Mm-hmm. 
but in in the sense that it's incongruous, it doesn't add up to what we've we've yeah. come to understand from the rest of the. And, film. and also, how old is Anne Hathaway's character? Is she twenties, mid twenties, early thirties? Because he's uh, supposed to be like thirty seven or whatever. Yeah, and thirty three. Thirty three. He's way Jesus. older than 33 in I know. life. He looks a little leathery. Yeah, he's pretty leathery for 33. Well, McConaughey is like 50, so yeah. let's put it that so, way. So if time has passed, but not that much time, because she's sure, still being affected, she'll be closer to his then she'll be, by the time he gets there, because time moves slower, mm-hmm. it'll be a couple years for her, and then that trip, if, if he's she in survives sleep, that long. Which, well, because, why wouldn't she? Well, because the, the station that was set up there was destroyed. Yeah. That's what she discovers. Her lover is dead. Yeah, but uh, but remember Love she is dead. but she can pop <laughs> but she can pop into cryosleep in her own thing. Yeah, they had that there. Okay, yeah. I thought it was on the main thing only. Yeah, but the thing is, is it was still connected to the rest of it. Oh. And no, they had a cryosleep in that little in skip little that they were using. Skipper. Yeah, the skipper. The skipper. Yeah, the skipper. Gill- Gilligan was driving the skipper. And and if that planet is so hospitable, like good enough for them to go to, yeah, she she still has stuff to you know colonize it. Like DNA and plant yeah. seeds and stuff like that. Yeah. So she could. She could do that. Start a life. Uh-huh. Like, isn't that? Isn't that? Wasn't that their job in the first yeah, place? Yeah, that was part to of the go job. there mm-hmm. and get get the planet ready for humanity to get yeah. there. Inject humans into the. Yeah, they just planet. they get the they get the syringe marked the humans, syringe. and they stick it into the ground and they push I mean, the plunger it's not a turkey down. Baster? Oh, it is a turkey baster. I mean, right. it is a big syringe. It's a huge <laughs> syringe. That's it why you need tars. Like jack- tars then folds yeah. into. A it looks hand. like a jackhammer. Just, well, no, she's got she's got case she's got case at that point. We're killing it right now. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I think this is a decisive movie. Because, there's and because there's a lot going on. It's, yeah, it is not a perfect movie. There are flaws. There are it, while it is very logical and it it does show a lot of information in a really interesting way and a very informative way that's not super confusing. There are still things that you can pick at, and it's such a long movie too. Like. Yeah. It's it's a lot. There's a lot of different parts to it, but it to me it didn't feel long at all. Yeah, it doesn't drag. This, yeah, I was on. There's a enough ride going the on that every time, you know dude. twenty minutes they're changing there's, scenery, yeah, they're changing there's, ideas. There's almost changing. no downtime. Yeah, in the entire movie, and I think I don't know. I think people should see it. Definitely, if you can, if you can <clears throat> sit in a theater for three hours, you should do it. And, and I want to. I want to. Make make sure I want to make this clear. I feel like this was this was a film that Christopher Nolan made because he was heavily inspired by films like Two Thousand One: A Space oh, Odyssey. There's a lot of like connections. Classic space films. He wanted to make a true sci-fi space film. Him and his brother. Uh, and in a, in a way that's that's like you know when Gravity came out, people were like, oh yeah, this is a sci-fi film, even and though. Then, and then scientists were like, no, it's not. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's that's the kind of thing they wanted to make. They wanted to make something. You know, this is there's no aliens. There's no you know none of that. That's the thing I like about sci-fi, though. It's just you 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 put your you put your characters in a certain environment and you just kind of go with it. Yeah, this is yeah. like humans pushing the boundaries of of what limits of science and all that kind of stuff. So that's uh, but it, the 2001 connections are like you know the we mentioned before the robots mm-hmm. the the kind of look of them not the not their ultimate motives. Uh, but even like the the way that the space time worked, uh, the way that because uh, the the end of two thousand one. If neither of you have seen it, then 
this this doesn't make any sense but there's like a weird thing with a a star child and like that's kind of the transcendental beings okay is that's where that comes in mm-hmm. and but then there's also a character who's like in a in a weird sterile future environment that he doesn't understand and that's kind of makana hands up in that kind mm. of way okay. uh so there's a lot of a lot more a connections. lot of connections yeah and even like man's under want for understanding of, of further life where um, what they're searching for is the monolith, is this thing that they don't understand, but they know uh, they know what they know that they need to find it, mm-hmm. and then I think it it comes around where it's like kind of like the beings that placed it there placed it on purpose so that they would find it. Yeah. So it all comes around. Like I feel like if you, it, it it's a it's an ode to two thousand one in a sense. Like it's cool. uh, it's interesting when you yeah. really start to compare. I'm really enjoying the uh, the Nolan brothers movies. Sure. I think, but now that they're out of their their Batman, Batman obligations, era. yeah. But see, uh, John, go, Jonathan go. Nolan made Batman for TV, so I'm happy with that too. Sure, person of interest. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I if if, if you look at their non-Batman films, like uh, they have pretty, really interesting yeah. ideas, mm-hmm. and and it's not they don't do anything halfway. They have an idea. And they freaking go for it, mm-hmm. and that is something that should be applauded. And That's it, the thing I really love about this movie: just the the ambitious ideas of it, and and a lot, you know, a lot of times you're, they're not going to be executed the way you want them to, but that that they still go for it, it and it, and it's just entertaining the entire way through. It's not the best movie that I've seen in a long time, but I'm happy that it tries to be like it really tries to do something amazing, and it does do amazing things. It's really good though; like yeah. it's really good. Mm-hmm. I liked it. <laughs> do we have time for guess the ending? Yeah, just do, you know, make it quick, guys. Okay. Uh, new in theaters. Yeah, just say it. Uh, we've got Extraterrestrial, which is kind of funny because science movie. Um, the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1, Reach Me, and VHS Viral. Uh, I just wanted to say something real quick. Um, I'm happy that movies are being less fantasy sci-fi and more reality sci-fi. Sure. That'll be a new trend that we see. Yeah, and that Mars movie that I was telling you guys earlier real sci-fi okay. so it was cool uh before we get to guess the ending uh let's thank uh silent partner from the youtube audio library for mm-hmm. their their uh theme we use that for our theme song it's called software makeout uh let's thank justin Kizan of agents of guard that's agents of guard.com you can find his writing there you can find my writing there a uh, great little website uh if you like podcasts uh and you like community then you'll like shut up leonard which is a podcast i do with matt benson uh, you can find that online, uh, shutuplender.com or at shutuplenpod on Twitter. Uh, if Tom was here, he'd tell you about optograb.org, rantlifestyle.com, readwave.com, and uh, Both of his to, books. to buy his short stories. Yep. They're short stories. Oh, short books. stories. My bad. Uh, but they're cheap. You know, they're on Amazon and Smashwords. It's but, but Daddy Never Listened. No, but Dad Never Listened to Danny Brown. Mm-hmm. And the other one's called Blue Matters. Yep. Uh, so go look for those. Uh, and Jordan? Uh, I work over at GamersaltWeekly.com, at GA Weekly on Twitter. Um, I'm going to be playing, uh, I think, Far Cry 4 this weekend. So tune in Saturday at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time, and uh, we're going to rule the jungle of Tibet. Sorry, it's in Tibet, not the jungle. Okay. And then for uh, all the other podcasts that you should listen to, just go to BenViewNetwork.com. You'll find a, a lot of good ones like Popsicles, Midnight Marinara, uh, uh, you know, Shut Up Leonard. Uh, 
and also a, a new, fairly new podcast that we've added called Flagons and Dragons. Which I'm, uh, since this is timey-wimey, uh-huh. I'm already listening to and I enjoy it. Good. Uh, that's where they play D&D and they drink micro-brews. They review micro-brews. Cool. Uh, so please listen to them uh, at FlagDrag on Twitter or just uh, you know go find them on the Benview Network. Uh, our personal website, nvpodcast.com, our Twitter at nvpodcast, our email, uh, nvpodcast at gmail.com, and my personal Twitter at podcasterandrew. I'm at TrueValk. And Matt? Doesn't want to divulge his. No. So what's who's Twitter up to the up to the first plate up to the plate first? That's me. I'm doing extra chest. Do a touchdown. Yeah. Yay. Go team. Go team. Director Colin Minihan, starring Brittany Allen, Freddie Storma, Melanie Papalia, and Jesse Moss. A group of friends on a weekend trip to a cabin in the woods find themselves terrorized by alien visitors. So. <clears throat> This is a movie that is one of those two-parters. First one starts when they're little kids and they all have traumatic alien experiences. No one believes them, but the reason they're friends is because they realize that they all had similar experiences. And then when they get uh, one weekend, you know, they're having another one of their trips and they all, they're kind of support each other. So they go out to the cabin and they're like, you know, let's look at the stars. We've got this weird connection. And then they realize that they're being watched again and they all start getting flashbacks and they start remembering more than they did before. And uh, weirder and weirder things start happening, and eventually they start disappearing one by one. And uh, they start to piece together that uh, the aliens have come back to get them and to take them away. They don't know if they're good or ill. And um, by the end of the movie, they kind of all band together, but uh, the aliens overcome you know, their defenses and take them up to the spaceship. But... Um, when they all get up there, they realize they're not in cages or anything. They're not going to be experimented on. They, uh, they all are ready to fight the aliens, and the aliens go, no, 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 no. You guys don't remember everything. And they unlock the rest of their memories, and they realized that they were all actually aliens placed on Earth to live amongst human beings, learn about human society, and kind of report back. Because the aliens are just interested in talking to us and maybe establishing connection and you know interacting with humanity, but they don't trust us because they've seen us do all these heinous things and wars and kill each other. And like, these are really violent people. So we're going to put some aliens down there looking like humans and have them live down there for you know 20 years and then bring them back up and talk about it. So... You know, they all realize that they're aliens all along, and they tell about them their experiences, and the aliens go, all right, well, we don't want to be here, and they leave. (laughs) (laughs) Zing! And that's why it's called extraterrestrial, because they're all actually aliens. Oh, okay, okay, good. Again, with a plausible ending. Yeah, it just felt good. It felt right. (laughs) I'm yawning, sorry. I know this this movie's going to be boring that you're going to be telling us. (laughs) It has nothing to do with what I'm about to say or this podcast. I'm just tired. This is my triumphant return to the podcast in a very sleepy fashion. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, me. Uh, I've uh, chosen The Hunger Games, Mockingjay, Part (laughs) 1. It's a long title. I'm glad you stuck with me. I like how you said Mockingjay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Directed by uh, Francis Lawrence. Is that a first-time director? Who is this, Francis? It's a no, he, he did one of the other Hungers. Okay. 
He's hungering mm. for more. Yeah, he needs to eat. Yeah, him and Fifty hunger. Cent, they got to hunger for more. Okay, yeah. starring Jennifer Lawrence, He's Josh Hutcherson, Liam Hensworth, and Woodrow Harrelson, <laughs> the great Woodrow Harrelson. After Katniss Everdeen shattered the games forever, Katniss must fight against all odds and save a nation moved by her courage. I just realized that is not Katniss; it's Katniss. I think mm. when the the yeah, I think I've always heard it as Katniss. Okay. But that's neither here nor there. Look, her her friend is named Peta. Like this is a world where names don't. Well, yeah, and the points are made. Um, up. at the uh, what was the one before this one? Catching fire. Oh, look at you pulling out. I know. Words. Yeah, uh, I oh, because uh, the Brazilian was watching it the other oh, okay. day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's brushing up. So at the end of that movie, she she's a uh, she's she's standing. I don't know, like on a rock. Almost like a, like a Plymouth Rock type thing. She has her sword like He-Man, but she's Katniss, she-woman, Everdeen. And she's like, ah, I'm awesome. And people are just so united, but are moved by her courage. Oh, look at her courage. Just look at her. Shake that sword. We're, we're so moved by it. And, you know, she's fighting the... Uh, is Stanley Tucci still in these movies? Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So uh, she's still fighting the Tooch because the Tooch is loose. And in this movie, you find out that uh, he is actually an alien. Him and all those other uh, rich, richy riches, the people who run the games, they're aliens. And thus, uh, you start to learn about their secret technology. Of course, you'll find that out in part two. Mm-hmm. And that's how they were able to enslave the people and keep them docile and, and, and you know and, and, and they created these games but eventually she, she tries to take on the Tooch and in part two she's going to lose I'll, I'll spoil that for you next year or I'll guess that ending for you next year wow this is, this is a, a current and future guess uh-huh. I, like um, I am inspired by Interstellar thank you I can see you read the book I've, Interstellar of the book? Yes. Uh-huh. I've just written it. Uh, I'm going to tackle a film called Reach Me, directed by John Hertzfeld, starring Lauren Kahn, Kyra Sedgwick. Yeah, it's Kyra Sedgwick from that show The Closer on TNT. Uh, I only know that because it was on after Braves games. Uh, of, of Drive Hard fame Thomas Jane and Silly Stallone. A motivational book written by a mysterious man quickly gains popularity, inspiring a group of people that includes a journalist, his editor, a former inmate, a hip-hop mogul, an actor, and an undercover cop to reevaluate their choices and decisions by confronting their fears and hopes of creating more positive lives. Which one's the hip-hop mogul? So, well, that's the thing. Everyone in this movie is cast against type. So, uh, Sylvester Stallone is actually the journalist. I knew it. Never would have expected that. The, those, I believe you even saw on movies. the cover Kelsey Grammer's in this. He's the former inmate. Yeah. Nice. Um, hip-hop mogul, Kira Sedgwick. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. This film is all about oh, making man. you reevaluate the way that you look at the world. She, she, looks, really, new, she looks really good with a teardrop tattoo. Yeah, she's yeah, the new baggy, Russell Simmons. The baggy clothes. She, um, she's OG, too. Like She's, she's been around mm-hmm. uh, since the beginning. <laughs> Her and Biggie. <laughs> you pulled out an OG. I think she killed. Kind of I think Biggie. she killed Tupac. I think that's part of this plot <gasps> okay. of this film. Um, You're in a crazy world here. Anyway, uh, so it 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 comes around where all these people have read this book and they're like changing their lives, and people watching this film are like changing the way that they view the world. And then uh, in the film, 
each of the characters they they see that the author like they see where he lives and they're like oh i need to i need to go visit him he's he doesn't he famously this author famously is a hermit doesn't go on tours but well i know this town like let me go to this town so they all go and they all meet each other as they go to this town they're like yeah that's i think that's the house right there and they kind of like they manage to get to the front door of the house and uh they they, one of them, the former uh, inmate, actually, he picks the lock because they're like, we got to see this author. And they open the door and it's like inside is like it's all white. Like it's really weird. It's like otherworldly. And then they get inside and the author is an alien. No! And he wrote this book to help people because he, from his alien, he was looking down on earth and going like, these people, all the whole people in the world need help. And I will write this book to help all the people. Uh, self-help books. That's all the rage. Uh, so, so yeah, it's about one alien who wants to help help the world by writing a self-help book. Isn't that weird? That, All of our endings are alien-related. That's was really it, weird. Do you think that was the first self-help book? Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that canon? Yeah, that's okay. canon. I like this. Uh, so if any of those endings are correct, uh, please email us, anyvpodcast.gmail.com. Yeah, of course. Uh <laughs> You're just lucky we didn't tell you how VHS Viral ended. Uh, that's you got to see your doctor with me watching it. That uh, is a doozy. <clears throat> so we have. Thank you for listening. I don't. I don't know what you were. Ended you the guessing. Oh, thank you. Can oh, you, you got to make sure that we end that guessing. All right, I'll, I'll handle it from now on. Because when we start guess the ending, we need to end the guessing. I feel like yeah. since that's official, we have some sort of gravel. Just dung dung dung. We'll work on that. Okay. Uh, Put it in post. So this has been episode 207, uh, uh, the Interstellar Review episode. Uh, join us. Join us another time. Another what are, place. What are we seeing? Another trans-dimensional being time and place. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay, because it's not there. next week, but maybe the week after. I'm watching the Penguins of Madagascar movie. <laughs> well, you're... 100%. So you might have to get someone else because well, I'm definitely going to be seeing that's, that. That's Jordan. That looks I'm hilarious. I'm Andrew. And that's Matt. Into Stella. I hardly know her, though. I'm telling you, that's the porno version. That's yep. they're already set. Are you inter? Are you into Stella? Entering Stella. This ain't no interstellar. Well, just be entering Stella. No, they don't even have to. The pronunciation barely changes. Into Stella. podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.